0: my <laughs> hold on to your butt well, we're back. hello everybody and welcome to the 177th episode of the jurassic park podcast i'm your host brad jost and we're here to discuss all things jurassic park in this episode, we're going to head to the tower, boost the signal, and relay all the latest news and community topics in The Jurassic Wire. Aaron Byer and I will tackle the newest items coming from Mattel and more, of course. So we hope you like everything we feature in the 5th iteration of The Jurassic Wire. All debates and conversations in this segment are our opinions and insights from the things we've seen in the news and of course around the community. Stay tuned to the beginning of the segment to hear everything that we'll be discussing. We'll try to make this intro quick for you this week, but uh, of course we have some business to take care of over on our YouTube channel. Uh, It's been a little slow over there recently, but last week we actually had a holiday hunt video from around the stores, and uh, we took a look at some of the fun stuff that you can find out at Target uh, this holiday season. And it's been it's been crazy so far. There's so much good stuff out there, even more since we filmed the video, so we have to head out there and do it again. I think sometime soon. Uh, Also, last week we featured a video from Tom Fishenden who. Had a great chat with Mike Tharm. He's a great artist out there that's creating these really, really cool fossil pieces. Um, you got to check out the video. He had a, a nice little unboxing session and a chat with Mike, so uh, make sure to check out that video. Of course, this week we have a lot of stuff going on, so we'll be showing you guys some really great videos, I hope, um, throughout the week. We've got some really good stuff in store, so make sure to keep an eye out there. But that's it. See, that was pretty quick. That was painless. So why don't we go ahead and kick this episode off? with the fifth iteration of The Jurassic Wire. The debate over Isla Nublar rages on. They're taking no chances of a repeat of the San Diego incident. I'm talking about man-made cataclysmic chain. Ah! The U.S. Senate has convened a special committee to answer a grave moral question. Roger Air 1, clear for takeoff. Begin tracking. Copy that. Go, go. Tracking on. Welcome everyone to the Jurassic Wire. I am Brad Jost and my co-anchor for this program is Aaron Beyer. The Jurassic Wire is the segment here on the Jurassic Park podcast where we discuss all the latest news on the Jurassic Saga and of course the latest conversations in the Jurassic Park community. Today we're going to be discussing some follow-up on the Metellospinosaurus, of course, because we do this Every single month. There's always something to follow up on. We also have some new Mattel items. We've got some stuff from the theme parks. And of course we have a community spotlight. But before all that, let's welcome in Aaron Beyer. How's it going, Aaron?
1: Uh hey Brad, I'm doing pretty good. Let's talk about that Spinosaurus. It's been uh <laughs> yeah. it's only been a month. We haven't talked about it, so Actually, I think we did talk about it even in some other episode we did.
0: Oh, we've been talking about it each and every month. It's crazy that uh, this thing just keeps popping up. And uh, popping up is a interesting thing to to put it that way because the um, app, if you guys log into like the Twitter – I'm sorry, Twitter <laughs> – Target app, uh, you'll notice that you can find the Spinosaurus and you can set notifications. And this past week or so, um, or maybe two weeks now, they've been popping up constantly constantly with um new spinosaurus apparently it's interesting
1: yeah it's really weird actually you cannot set notifications anymore as of this afternoon recording you could not set up notifications i tried yeah um but i reset notifications i want to say five or six times um yeah super weird it would pop up and it popped up almost like clockwork within uh, between 8 a.m and 10 a.m eastern time it would just pop up and it almost felt like Someone over at the target, like whoever's in charge is just by themselves in a room and just kept adding one a day or something like that. It was super weird. Um, They were people were obviously getting them because people were confirming like on Facebook groups and Twitter that they had, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? They did like solidify to purchase, Mm -hmm. but we have not seen anybody
0: actually show a photo of one that they received until did you get one? I got one. It's sitting right here on my desk. It actually worked. So uh, a little rundown, I guess. Um, I don't know the specific date, but yeah, it was like 8 o'clock in the morning. I had missed that notification by not long, a few minutes or so. And it was gone, right? It was instantly gone. And like you had said, we don't know how many they actually put out there. It could have been one. It could have been 30. I don't think it was 30, but um, who knows? Maybe that. Maybe there was. I don't know. But it went instantly. And then that, that first day uh, at 8 a.m. it went off. And then again at like noon. And yeah. that was the shocking part because for me, I was like – Oh, my God, I missed my one opportunity at 8 a.m., and now it's it's never going to pop up again. We've, we've talked about it over and over again here that the Spinosaurus is not happening. It's not coming out anymore. Mattel confirmed it. Target's been wishy-washy with the whole thing, and uh, we just thought it was never coming. So when it came back that second time, um, I was... I I made the fastest purchase I've ever made in my life. Um, And with the ease of the app, uh, this is an ad, a plug for Target, I guess. But, um, you know, I I signed up on the app. I hit the notification thing so it would pop up on my phone. Luckily, I had my phone in my hand at that moment and I saw a notification. I hit it and then I I just like pressed buy or whatever. And then with the app uh, on the phone and especially, uh, I don't know about the other phones, but uh, the iPhone, you can just scan your thumb and you... Get it. It's it's yours. And I got the confirmation and I was like, all right. Um, I mean, it says I bought one, but did I buy one? And uh, yeah, we were trying to confirm with a lot of people throughout the community. Did anybody else pick it up? Is it a glitch? What's going on? And sporadically throughout the rest of the week and maybe a little bit into the next week, it continued happening. So we're all very concerned and very confused. Um, I know my shipping when I originally got the email. Oh, yeah, it was the 13th of November. Um, I remember that because I was like so um, honed in on that date because that's when I purchased it. Um, and it, it said two-day shipping. So I got that email. It said two-day shipping. It will be there on – I think it said Friday though. Um, but that that came and went. That never happened. It, the tracking never moved. I was very concerned that nothing would show up. But then uh, it showed up on a Tuesday. Uh, what is what is today? Today is. Um Today the is 20th. the 20th and it
1: just showed up today, right? Yeah, it just
0: showed up today on the 20th and uh, I got the notification yesterday on the tw- on the 19th that it actually had moved in the tracking and I was like, whew, okay, I think I'm getting a little bit more confident here. Um, so yeah, and, and then it continued happening throughout that week too. So I know a lot of other people picked it up but also some are very frustrated that they don't have the opportunity. So it's weird. It's weird, man. And and like I said, we don't know how many are are out there or going out. And like, did they find a spare pallet? Did they just decide to do this randomly before, uh, you know, uh, Black Friday or Cyber Monday? I don't know what's going on. It's so strange.
1: Yeah, it was so weird, and it was funny because I I kept writing to you. Like, I also w- what's funny is you say that with the ease of the app. Like, I don't have the app or anything set up, and I honestly I have an iPhone six s, and I. I've never set up the fingerprint. I've never set up like Apple pay, <laughs> but I'll tell you what in like the 10 minutes after you said, Oh yeah, I just, I just paid with my thumb. I learned so much about my phone and had all that <laughs> stuff set up within a half hour. And I've had my phone for like four years now. So <laughs> like, so now I'm good to get my phone. It, it, it does. It feels like a brand new phone, uh, four years, you know, late, but, uh, yeah, it's funny that it just was so random and yet like target has said like they're not getting any and there's theories floating around as to what happened. I I feel like I have a, my thing, my theory of like, they actually bought stock um, from the UK or something. I, I feel like that might not be out of the realm of possibilities because all of a sudden like Smith's in the UK was like sold out um, after having the Spinosaurus in stock for months at this point. Um, You know, I was good. Tom was good enough, a friend of the show to, uh, you know, take my money and and get one for me over in the UK. Uh, So I got mine at, I would say, a little bit of an elevated price because of uh, international shipping and stuff. But I kept writing to him like, dude, I'm jealous. I want one. You're like, you have one. I'm like, I know, but... There's something about that hunt, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. It is it is awesome. And I, I did try to continue doing it to, to, to keep buying it because I do know so many people that are uh looking for it. And it's I'm There's... not I am not out there to stock up and to start selling these things for an exorbitant amount. That is not me. I just want to help out some friends. So I, I continued trying and I actually did get in again. So I was able to get in tw- uh, twice, and um, so now, you know, J. Jurassic will get one, and uh, maybe I'll just say it here, but we're going to do a giveaway. I don't have the details just yet, but just keep an eye out because we're going to be giving one of those items away. I am very excited about that. So, uh, yeah, keep your eye out if you did not pick one up. I don't, I don't want people to, um, to submit to the contest if they've already purchased one and they already have one. Um, that's, that would be kind of unfair, I think. I want somebody fresh and new to get them.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a really cool thing. Again, I don't, I wouldn't want to say anything too much more until
0: you actually confirm and have one, you Mm -hmm. know, in your hands that you can give out. I do need the items first before anything happens. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) But that'll be really cool. And yeah, hopefully it goes to somebody that doesn't have one yet. Um, You know, and we, we kind of know who those people are, I would say, um, just from all of us posting our excitement about them. So, you know, hopefully there's, yeah, someone who doesn't have one uh, and hopefully can get their hands on one if, if you get the uh, one to give away.
0: Yeah. And, and even uh target is still being a little wishy washy. Here's a, a response to somebody one day ago who asked uh, about the Spinosaurus. They said, we apologize. The Spinosaurus is out of stock again. We, uh, we can't stop it from chomping its way to popularity. We understand the frustration in this matter, and we, we will be sharing this with our buying teams in the meantime, continue to check with your local store for further updates um, hey, if you check with your local store, nothing's going to happen because they don't know what's going on. They don't
1: know anything, and it's crazy that this time they're saying we're going to talk to our buying teams. Yeah. Where was
0: this three months ago
1: um, when everyone was kind of you know freaking out? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, target just gave a really bland response back then. Yeah. um, Almost like it didn't go up the pole to anybody.
0: Oh no. Uh, Yeah. They basically just like said, gave you like a response just to get rid of you because all they had said was, um, it's, it's a limited item. We don't stock it again. That's it. And you know what? There's no restocking.
1: I was thinking, The easiest way for Target to have controlled inventory, and I would have been excluded from this because I don't have one, but they could have easily have made this a red card exclusive, which would have eliminated electronic sniping, I think. Because if they would have made it a Target red card exclusive, you would have had to have signed into an account and had that red card number available. This is something that was completely solvable by Target, and they completely dropped the ball, I feel like, on this product.
0: Yeah, and you know, the holidays are coming up here, so who knows what's going to happen from here on out. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Well, actually, this is after uh, Black Friday and all that. Um, so today, I guess, as the re- release of this episode is uh, Cyber Monday. So who knows what's going on with that? I don't know. That's out of our reach at this moment of the recording. But you know, for the holidays, maybe they'll restock it. Who knows? Just keep your eye out. Continue to, uh, continue to check the app. Um, because maybe it'll show up. Maybe the notification button will come back. We really don't know what's going on there. Um, And it it almost seems like a glitch that that they um, were shipping these out in in the first place because they're like, oh, no, we got to get rid of that button. Too many people are getting it. Uh, We didn't mean for this to happen. It's very strange. So that notification button is gone at this moment, but check right now. Even though we say it's gone, it may be there. Who knows?
1: Yeah, who knows? I mean, I'm checking every – few hours to just put my own notification. Cause again, I'm like you,
0: mm-hmm. I would
1: rather, I mean, I don't necessarily have a ton of money to go out and buy a ton of extras, but like, I would rather just secure one so that I can give one to somebody uh, who, who doesn't want to spend $200 on eBay. Um, or, you know, to some of these just crazy scalpers we've seen through Facebook, uh, you know, posing with, you know, 50 or 60 in the background Uh, for them to put on ebay it's it's so obnoxious so i've got my notifications on hopefully throughout the holiday season we see a bunch more of these hit shelves um it's just such a wonderful piece i hope that anyone who wants one can get one
0: yeah so um why don't we go ahead and move into um, one of the new items that we've seen out there uh did you get a chance to see the albertasaurus
1: oh i've seen the albertasaurus and that's going to be the next one that's the next (laughs) one that i feel i feel it in my bones it's going to be going to be difficult tough.
0: to get. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: I, but I always have this feeling with every I single know. toy. And then I wind up like, uh, you know, just today, uh, you know, you were kind enough at one point to, uh, I bought a min me off you and three or four weeks later, I'm at toys R us here in Canada and they just happened to hit the shelves today. So mm. I always have this like sense of dread that I'm not going to be able to find the one I want. And then through some happenstance or just waiting and being patient, they do wind up showing up here. Um, it just takes a little bit of extra time. And we even have things here that you guys don't have. Yeah. Um, I can get on ToysRUs.ca pretty sure right now and get that T-Rex uh, with the, uh, what is it called? Um, with the play set, with the oh, like, electronic yeah, I know like, what you're uh, thing. About. Yeah. And uh, I was just at my Toys R Us today. They have two lava sets available, uh, just sitting on shelves at my local Toys R Us. Um, There's more on ToysRUs.ca, so you know it's it's kind of a bit of a balance, but we do seem to be getting everything that the states gets plus a little bit extra, which is kind of nice. We just have to wait; we just wait longer.
0: Yeah, well, I think the spinosaurus put us all into a bit of shell shock, and we. We know if, if somebody can get the items we want to have them and uh, hopefully not pay you know too much money. I don't like buying anything from scalpers. I just won't do that. So it is like if you can get it at, at the retail price, I'm like, yo pick one up for me just in case um, it never shows up because it's scary you know if you're a collector or a fan of these toys to potentially not ever get them. So uh, yeah, I don't know maybe this Albertosaurus will be like that. I don't know but yeah. we have no in- inclination that it will.
1: No, we have no inclination. And to every account, Walmart has been awesome with their stock. I know at my Walmart here, uh, the ex- the big exclusive so far has been the uh, Extreme Colossal Chomping T-Rex and the, uh, the Legacy-Sized Battle Damage T-Rex with the Monolophosaurus. Mm-hmm. And my local Walmart in a big city has been great about stocking those. Um, my Walmart's back... By my parents' house have been great at stocking all of their exclusive merchandise. So fortunately, Walmart stuff isn't super hard to find. I think in the beginning is that everybody gets up in in kind of like a tizzy and just starts buying all these things, which means that sh- shelves and online uh, orders just look vacant. And so after a while, I think yeah, the population starts to kind of you know go up, and uh, people can start getting their hands on these. But Specifically with this Albertosaurus, how gorgeous is that figure,
0: dude? It is so good. Um, so if anybody out there doesn't know, like, kind of what it looks like, it's similar in nature to the T Rex, I guess. Um, in size, right? That's that that looks about the size of the toy, maybe like the Legacy version.
1: I would actually think that this Albertosaurus to me looks like it's the size of I want to say maybe the Carnotaurus.
0: Okay, uh, maybe it's it is very hard to tell. Um, I know the Legacy T-Rex is somewhat small too, so it could be in between there, the Carnotaurus to the T-Rex. Um. Yeah, that's
1: true. Um, this was what – this was put on Instagram by Brit Shots, head yeah. of marketing, correct, over at the Jurassic World line? Oh, yeah, I think
0: so. Brand marketing over there, yeah. So – Yeah, she posted it, like, it just showed up, and she was just showing it off, which we don't usually get a lot of posts like that from them. So that was kind of nice to actually have, like, an official post, a good-looking picture on a desk here. And uh, the packaging is a brand-new packaging, you know, for some of the new items that are coming out um, this coming year or maybe even this fall or uh, winter. Um, So, yeah, it's it's really cool-looking, though. You got the T-Rex in the bottom corner. It says Albertasaurus, and it's a battle damage item. You have the standard Jurassic World logo, so they're not opting for any um, interesting logo or anything. It's just a a stereotypical uh, logo there. Um, But yeah, this thing is really, really beautiful. I'm loving the paint job. Um, I'm loving the sculpt. I think there's a ton of detail to this thing, and uh, the battle damage is a little interesting.
1: Yeah, this is another one that had leaked, kind of like the Sinoceratops and the... Oh, there was another one that leaked. Oh, the, um, Suchomimus, where the production photos had leaked out and everyone was like, Oh, it's kind of ugly. And I remember the Alberta one got leaked a few weeks ago. And I remember saying like, I don't know, it's, it's cool. Like, don't get me wrong. And I was definitely planning on getting one or two. Um, but this actual live photo from her desk, this toy is absolutely gorgeous. Got a big battle damage. Um, It's got like kind of the same retractable battle damage like all the other Walmart figures have, Mm -hmm. plus some of the permanently painted battle damage there on the leg. But that red crest that like kind of blends into like that green body with that white underjaw, it's really, really cool looking. I'm really excited for this figure.
0: Yeah, I do like that, like that darkish red maroon kind of color. Uh, stark against that like under the the white jaw there that's really cool that is really good looking the sculpt is awesome it ha- almost i'm not gonna say horn but it has like a hornish feature you know in front of the eye and then spikes along the back of its uh neck and all that and then very rigid as it goes down the back which is interesting um but yeah and that battle damage is interesting because it actually has like bones and stuff are there any other ones that uh, you can think of that have the bones showing
1: um quickly the gallimimus no uh I don't think um, any really desk did. no it's all muscle tissue so yeah. th-
0: this well, is we the first time seeing big bone. one though have we like a big we haven't really had a big battle damage uh, figure have we
1: no we haven't which is why i'm really excited for this to at least be the size of the Carnotaurus. uh because we haven't had any big battle damage and i'm hoping that this leads to, for walmart maybe getting some other exclusive larger dinosaurs everything mm-hmm. I would say most things are the attack pack size, and then next going up are the uh, roar of war size, which is all fine, but we just really seem to be lacking a lot of bigger uh, dinosaurs. And I think as a kid, the bigger ones were always the most fun ones to get.
0: Yeah. I am uh, interested in the battle damage here because there is like a little depiction of the battle damage on the box, and actually the bone structure is... Completely different looking than the actual figure. So I don't know if the bone structure moves, rotates or something like that, but um, it is interesting. I don't know. Do you think it will rotate or do you think that's just a different design, an in- initial concept or something?
1: Well, if it's anything like the smaller battle damage, I just have a feeling because – on the smaller ones, the rotating part, it's just one piece. So like mm-hmm. the little, the piece of skin is attached to the muscle tissue and it just rolls around Yeah. Um, on a spring. I have a feeling this is going to be the same thing. However, you know, earlier you were talking about the packaging and we were talking about Mattel leaks and I want to say it was in the last wire segment where we said, Hey, there was a battle damaged Spinosaurus leaked. And we had kind of come to the conclusion that it was a fake, that it was photoshopped. And I will have to admit, it does look a bit photoshopped. However, our reasoning for it being fake was the fact that all the packaging we had seen had Owen in blue, even for the new, um, was it Battle Battle Rivals Uh, or Dino Rivals? Dino
0: Rivals, I believe.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that all had like Owen and a Triceratops and Rexy on the packaging. And the leak that we saw of the Spinosaurus looked different with only Rexy in the bottom left corner. And this packaging that Brit Schatz is showing us in this, uh, photo that she has in hand at her desk has that same packaging as that leaked yeah. Spinosaurus photo battle damage that we thought was fake. It's so it's interesting. Maybe we'll see more Spinosaurus in battle damage form, at Walmart in the future.
0: Now I can't say for sure, but there also did uh pop up an image of a pteranodon with that same packaging. Now I can't I can't say for sure which one popped up first, whether it was that um, image of the Spinosaurus, whether real or not, in the Battle Damage packaging, or the Pteranodon showed up first. But that Pteranodon actually did show up before this Albertosaurus, so there is a question there. I don't know which one came first, the chicken or the egg. I don't know, but there is a chance that maybe it was photoshopped off that pteranodon packaging. But i I can't guarantee that. I can't guarantee that none of that stuff's real, or or it was just photoshopped, or what. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. Um, But you know, as far as this Albertosaurus goes, uh, other than the battle damage, it's got that hinged tail like the Carnotaurus does. It's got a hinged jaw. I don't see a button on the back of it, I don't think, so I'm not sure if the jaw moves, but the neck is definitely on a hinge of some sort. So, you know, if this is Mm -hmm. a um, Carnotaur and Tsukomimus-sized figure, this actually has a lot of action compared to those other ones.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does look uh, look like it uh, moves around quite a bit. Um, But yeah, you're right. It does like have similar structure to a lot of those items. Like it definitely does the tail, the neck um, that looks like the legs go, um, you know, around in a circle, but also in and out as well um, because those ones do the same thing. But then again, so does the Spinosaurus. So who knows? I don't know, man, but uh, it's beautiful. Either way, I am really looking forward to this. This is going to be tough, you know, because – We've already spent a ton of money on all these items and now 2019 is about to happen and we know that there's going to be a ton of stuff and like those dino rivals, which we really haven't even talked about, to be honest, I don't think, on this show – but there's a lot of dino rival stuff and it's actually showing up in stores. Like it's already out there. I've seen a lot of people see, uh, what is it? The, um, Sukumimus, I think the Spina, uh, no, not the Spinosaurus, the, uh, Stegosaurus and the T-Rex. I feel like they've all been out there.
1: Yeah, maybe. I think the nice thing is, is that for me money wise, I have almost no plan on getting like the Stegosaurus repaint. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, I would rather hunt down more green ones. I just think that's a better paint job. Yes. Um, Maybe a Sukamimus uh, and the Concavenator for sure, uh, but oh yeah, like the, there's the new T Rex. I have no plans on getting the new T Rex. I don't think we're to a point where this line is so massive, and I just think that I would almost rather than keep pushing the other T Rexes and make a whole new, you know, apex predator or whatever you want to call it. Um, I get it, the T Rex sells, but why not just keep pushing the same one? Uh, Is it for double dipping specifically? I'm not exactly sure, but I've never really been one for repaints and I kind of regret it 20 years later after, you know, some of those repaints go for quite a high dollar, but I don't plan on reselling my stuff unless I absolutely have to anyway. So I'm not too into the repaints as long as they keep the new uh, characters coming. um, I'm down for that if more than anything.
0: Yeah, I I gotta say um, I am not really a fan of uh, those those repaints. You know, the like the ones I just mentioned. Um, I don't think the Stegosaurus looks very good. Um, the Suecaimimus, I could take it or leave it. Like, it, I love the Suecaimimus as it is with the blue and the the mustardy color, but this one looks a little bland. And then the T Rex is just it's a it's just a bland look. Nothing too crazy about it. But uh, and then there's a, a colossal re-release which. Um, I don't think it's changed at all. It really doesn't look like it's changed. So just the box has changed. Uh, Yeah, no, it looks like we're just
1: getting repaints and mm -hmm. some packaging differences, which is totally typical of a toy line, uh, you know, of this scale and size and and in an off year especially.
0: Yeah, but there is actually quite a bit of other stuff. I mean, it looks like there's um, a few things that I've actually already pre-ordered and stuff like that. Um, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so we have like a different Velociraptor. There's uh, a uh I don't even know what this thing is called. A Ramphoronikus. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Calaris, cool. I think. A Protoceratops, a Dracorex. Um, man, oh, Monolophosaurus, uh, Styracosaurus, which I had like – I had seen that link pop up on Amazon for the Styracosaurus. There's no image on Amazon. I keep going, like, logging into my Amazon, and I'm like, what is this thing that I ordered? It has no image. I don't know what it is. It has no name, but it's, like, (laughs) $9.99, and apparently it's that. But the Styracosaurus looks pretty cool. Um, There's also a Dimetrodon, um, and, uh, man, I don't know what the name of that dinosaur is. Uh, It's a flying one. It looks, man, what is it called? I don't know. Is it the one that's
1: like the same build Tap, as the Tapijara, I
0: think? Is it a Tapijara? Is that oh, it thing? has like a fin? like yeah, a the fin, fin on the top, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, there is a Tapijara coming out. Yeah, and um, then there's a
0: Plesiosaurus and another Pteranodon and then another, uh, what is this, uh, a Dracorex and then Owen on a, on a quad, and like an ATV.
1: Yeah, we are getting to a point of, um, I feel like 2019 could definitely be cut in half. And I honestly feel like 2018 could have been cut in half as well. <laughs> not because I'm not grateful or wanting it, but but because I think that a slow rollout might've been financially for me a bit better. Uh, of course. but that's not say- like, I definitely had a choice in all of this. I definitely had a choice in maybe not buying like 12 Gallimimus or, you know, four ankylosaurs, you know, to create my little park here on my desk. So the financial end of it is definitely my fault. If anything, uh, but I think the Gen One stuff, paint wise, I think looks so much better than the Gen Two, uh, for the most part. There's actually some really nice pieces in the Gen Two. Um, I just feel like they could have slowed the roll a little bit and still had the same amount of success that they're seeing.
0: Yeah, I think they're they're trying to take some chances. I think in the in the second generation here, um, but some of them work, some of them don't. Um, yeah, but I, I'm still interested to see all this stuff on the shelves. Hopefully, it all rolls out nice and easily. Um, but th- it is exciting, even though it's going to be tough to bypass oh, a lot of this stuff. Oh, it's absolutely exciting. There's no doubt. Yeah. So, and then there's there's other stuff that's still not released and and all that. So, um, we're going to be seeing a lot. Like, yeah, they haven't shown anything about a Brachiosaurus yet, but we know it's out there. We're expecting the Indominus, um, but we haven't seen anything from that. So, there's there's a lot of stuff that's um, out there that they they've mentioned but we have never seen so 2019 is going to be crazy
1: 2019 is going to be great i just think that my attitude towards collecting is going to have to change a little bit uh in the sense of rather than collecting everything mm-hmm. i it might just be what do i envision my quote-unquote jurassic world and by my jurassic world i mean my desk and my shelves what do i envision that being and i might just focus on those pieces so for instance, I would like another Stegosaurus, but I'm not going to get the new repaint. I'm going to keep hunting down uh, Gen One green ones, um, you know, and and kind of just tailor my collection to my taste rather than just this mass desire to have everything.
0: I will. I don't know if I've told this story before, but um, so back when the Spinosaurus was supposedly supposed to hit shelves. Um, Now, this was a while ago. You know, we had all assumed it was going to be in stores. We had heard rumors online that it was coming out whatever date. So I my wife was running out to Target and I had said, hey, could you keep an eye out for a Spinosaurus? Um, She doesn't know a ton about dinosaurs, but I figured, you know, it's sort of self-explanatory and it would probably say it on the box. But I I almost didn't even expect her to remember to look because, you know, it's, it's a lot to go shopping and to figure everything out. But she did stop by the aisle that day and she got a dinosaur. She brought it home and she put it on the counter and it was a stegosaurus,
1: (laughs) but that's okay. That's a Um, great figure.
0: Oh yeah. I already had one at that point. So she's like, Oh, I'm just going to return it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. And, uh, it is now November. This was many months ago. It is actually still sitting up in our spare bedroom. Uh still in the box. And it's it's like hiding in there. I'm waiting for the right time to be like, all right, I'm gonna take it downstairs. It's mine now. We're not returning it.
1: <laughs> well, the right time is like what? 30 day return policy? You just gotta hold off a little longer?
0: Yeah, I think I think we probably wait past that. I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh, you're good. Unbox it. You got two stegosaurs. You're good, you're in good. the you, you win, man. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, I'm excited about this line and uh, excited about this Spinosaurus. Dude, this thing looks so good. I'm very excited to have it finally here. I, I don't – as of right now, I don't have too many issues with it. I had uh, some slight issues where it would just kind of fall down uh, or be unbalanced. But so far, so good, I think. Overall, it's a great-looking piece, a uh, great usable piece and stuff like that. So it's it's awesome. So I hope – I really, really, really hope that more people out there have the opportunity.
1: Yeah, I hope more people get the opportunity. I'm excited to see what 2019 looks like as far as other figures. You know, we only have I think Franklin is the only other human that we know exists but hasn't been put on the shelves yet. I kind of wish they would invest a little bit more in human figures. I I feel like because Owen just sits on the shelves, tons of Owens just sit on the shelves that that puts a bad taste in Mattel's, you know, mouth as far as like Oh, humans don't sell, but they do. It's just that Owen doesn't sell because there's so many of him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know that that the same goes for Grant and and Muldoon as well. Unfortunately, a lot of those are still on the shelves, and I think it's just because they stock so so many of them. And um, yeah, it actually puts uh, probably a bad taste in Target's mouth and Walmart's mouth. So. I don't know. Um, I I really wish they would just rethink the uh, human line, like you said, and do something you know, like the past with like the evil raiders or uh, what was the other one? The other line.
1: There was evil raiders. There was dino trackers. Dino trackers. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, so the, the, it was like that was like the wave two of the Kenner stuff with dino trackers and yeah. raiders.
0: The dino trackers are some of my favorites. Like Jaws Jackson and Harpoon Harrison are two of my favorite figures of all time. They have nothing to do with any of the the movies whatsoever um but they are iconic to me because i love them as a kid and i don't think you can you know uh shine away from doing something original because it doesn't have anything to do with the movie i think you should continue doing that create original things don't just do you know um the uh, mercenaries that they have out now they're they're they don't really have an identity. They they look nice. Some of them are individual and stuff like that. They're different guys, but they don't have identities. And I think the old characters, the Dino Trackers and the Evil Raiders, had identities. They just need to figure that portion of it out. And uh, I think they'll sell, man. And, and include something good with it.
1: You know, they need to figure that out. But at the same time, they almost don't because when the Dino Trackers came out, those came out during a time when there was one movie – That had, I think that whole movie has a cast of like a dozen. Like there's really not many people in that movie at all. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of like, you know, oh, we need more characters, and so we'll make something up, kind of Saturday morning cartoon style. They have an entire ACU lineup that they could they could pull from. And, you know, even though you don't necessarily know who all the Dino Trackers were, there is a list of names Mm -hmm. in you know the first Jurassic World movie. Uh, on the screen when they're all getting picked off by the Indominus and an entire ACU line would be awesome. I would love that.
0: So would you rather they do, uh, would would you rather they fill out the movie characters first uh, or do, would you like them to do original uh, stuff like evil Raiders or dino trackers?
1: I think for the budget of toys these days where they don't necessarily hire too many people to do like the story kind of stuff, because you know it's it's not the 80s and 90s when they were creating stories to sell toys they've already got the stories i feel like it's easier to give us the acu stuff and fill out the other characters than it is to just kind of go off the deep end and start making up things that maybe don't make any sense there's such a there's such a wide range of characters you know even playing the lego jurassic game there's like 60 or 70 unlockable characters in that game it's mm-hmm. absolutely insane so there's there's just such a giant pool of people to pull from, and we still haven't really seen anything from the Lost World. We haven't seen anything at all from Jurassic Park 3, and unfortunately, all that stuff gets locked into Target under this legacy line. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I almost would like to see the legacy line be pulled from Target, maybe as a timed exclusive or something, and then make it so, yeah, they could start releasing all these different characters again, um, you know, and – They will run out of characters eventually, and yeah, I'd love to see more stuff, like more original stuff.
0: Now, speaking of Jurassic Park 3, um, there was that image – I don't even know where it was at this point, but it was floating around of Grant, I guess, packaged with um, a velociraptor that was the female raptor from Jurassic Park 3. But Grant – I think he maybe had different pants, but his shirt was the same as the blue shirt, you know, from Jurassic Park. So if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna create these characters that are, you know, carryovers from the first movie, but they're in the third movie or the fourth or whatever, you have to change their clothes like because I want them to have different clothes when when I know it sounds silly, but when you know, the original lines came out, I had blue shirt Grant and I had white shirt Grant. That was how I referred to them. and I always, Uh, was inclined to grab white shirt grant because he was different and new and uh, somebody that uh, you know I hadn't seen that version of grant before and I always had to have that version and I would relegate blue shirt to my cousin or my sister (laughs) I'd be like you guys get him even though that's the original that's the the one we recognize but I think there's something some value to having like different attire and he should have like a plaid shirt or whatever he had had from Jurassic Park three. And I think even his hat was a little bit different too. So they really need to step up in that case, but I don't know. We'll be getting that different shirt. (laughs) I know it's, it's a silly thing to nitpick, but um, yeah, that's a little frustrating.
1: You know, I don't know if we'll be getting that shirt. I don't know how possible it is to, to print or paint all those different lines or even just how ugly it might look on such a small (laughs) figure. Um, Because I'm looking at the Zia figure now and even uh, the little dragon or whatever it is on her shirt online has kind of come under fire as like there being a good version and a bad version of that decal. And it's like, to me, I don't really care. I wasn't even paying attention to it necessarily like as to what it was. But these figures are so small. It's just that like finer detail things are are going to get lost. I, I agree. I didn't think that JP three set looked good at all. I thought it was almost, man, it just, it was so bad. And it, it, it wasn't even like the Raptor mold. I don't even think was, was it the attack pack one? Um, which is I like my to- least, it's like, that's like my least favorite Raptor of the entire line so far is the attack pack. So, You know, for me, that's probably a miss unless they do make some changes. But who knows? I say that now when I see it, I'm going to want it because it's JP three, uh, you know, and even though I didn't love that movie necessarily, it does, it does kind of hold a special place in my heart just because it's Jurassic.
0: I'm trying to find that one at the, okay, here it is. So yeah, it does. It is essentially just a repaint of, you know, one of the other ones. It looks like the orange one, maybe just, just exactly like that one. Uh, which right. is an attack pack one, yeah. So now, yeah, the pants are, instead of the brown, they're they're just like a, a blue, a, a different color blue than the shirt. But the shirt is still blue. The hat might be a tad different color, but um, not enough to make a difference. But he is carrying, like, Billy's Lucky Pack or whatever. Um, so he has the eggs, the dinosaur eggs, and it comes with that female raptor. A very... Um, bland version of the female raptor. You can tell that's what they're going for, but it just doesn't look accurate enough. And that's a shame because you could do a better version of that female raptor, and also a better version of that shirt. Um, now, if you guys want to, um, Chris Pugh from Jurassic Outpost has a great um, Instagram account uh, called Jurassic World underscore Toy Box, where he's been basically going through and just changing the colors um, and doing his own thing. So if you go on that account, you can actually see his mock-ups of those same items. He actually had started, the first thing he put up was that JP3 Raptor on Grant, and he actually put like a plaid shirt on it. Looks fantastic. Like, looks great.
1: Sure, but again, doing that in the computer is I think a lot easier than getting that to translate onto a piece of plastic. Yeah, maybe. I've seen his stuff, it looks fantastic, but I think that's almost like a it's it's definitely like a man, like a wish list kind of thing. I will say they're they're so close on the raptors, yet they make weird color decisions. So for me, like personally, like Raptor wise next year, I'm really excited for the, uh, there's like a new chocolate. There's two of them coming out next year and they're the head sculpts and the body type of the battle damage blue, uh, which is the Walmart exclusive. And in my opinion, the battle damage blue is like the quintessential Jurassic park Raptor. Um, And I just mean that in uh, sculpt, in pose, in head shape, uh, blue to me is reminiscent of the Jurassic Park 3 female and the Jurassic Park original Raptors. And I almost wonder like why the White Raptor for Jurassic Park 3 wasn't chosen as like this body type that I'm talking about. Whereas like if you look at the legacy Raptor from Target with that ridge on the on the snout, that's very reminiscent of like the JP3 uh, alpha raptors with you know it's pretty much spot on except for the uh there's no quills on the back Mm -hmm. so it's like i get what they're trying to do and they're they're definitely paying attention to um you know colorization for fans and stuff like that but at the same time it's like color is only half the battle when it comes to jurassic park raptors it's also the style and build um Mm -hmm. between each of those movies
0: yeah and the uh they actually have a velociraptor delta coming out which just does not look like Delta whatsoever. Um, it's just an odd paint job. It's like a weird mustardy color with like blue or something on the back. It just it doesn't look like Delta. I don't know what's going on there, but um that's unfortunate. <laughs> Because if I'm you look at Delta sure in the movie, that one. oh yeah, it's it's you don't even want to see it, man. It, I think you'll complain too much. It's going to be bad because Delta in the movie is very uh, very good looking dinosaur, like in terms of the coloring and whatnot. But um, yeah, this is this is bad. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. This this second generation here is hit or miss. Um, I don't know, and uh, it's going to be interesting. And then we've we have seen uh, what was it that. Um, Oh, that, that T-Rex, which – are they marketing that as the, the bull T-Rex, that green? We one? don't
1: know. All we've seen is that leaked photo um, on the shelf. Or no, have no, we seen – We've seen a promo we've seen image. Promo. Yeah, seen, it's really yeah.
0: green, right? It is very, very green, like like pea green. Like it's just – yeah, and then it has some darker coloring on the top and around the eyes. But it is it is interesting. It does not look like the Lost World. T-Rex. It looks more like the Jurassic Park 3 T-Rex to be honest. So maybe if that's what they're going for. Maybe it looks good, but it um, looks
1: more like the Jurassic Park 3 T-Rex. And honestly, I'm really hoping I'm just praying that that is one of those figures that just looks really terrible in the uh, promo image, but mm-hmm. then just shines uh, when you see it in person.
0: Maybe because the, the concavenator looks like like an interesting color in the promo imaging. I mean, it looks good. I'm, I had no issues with it um, in the promo images, but when you look at the packaged uh, packaged item, some reason it's it's a lot different looking. So who knows? Uh, who really knows? I don't know. It, it's gonna be interesting know. to see all this stuff on the shelves, but um, right now this is a very mixed bag so far with the with the second line here, even though we we're, we're already several waves into the first uh, as far as the second generation is concerned. There's a lot of stuff going on.
1: Yeah, maybe we shouldn't call this sec, you know, gen 2, maybe this should just be considered 2019. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I
0: guess so, but it's like it's like we'll say generation 1 wave 1, generation 1 wave 2. Now we're on sure. generation 2 wave 1. I think that kind of works. At least it's uh easily trackable for us here while talking about it. Uh, maybe who whoever's listening has no idea, but um that's what we'll go with.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, who knows, time's going to tell. I think 2019 is going to be really interesting. I I do hope that the fandom um, who is into collecting everything uh, doesn't let up. It's just that for me personally, who I consider myself someone who wants as much as possible, I I think I have to slow my roll a little bit, which is unfortunate because I feel like I'm sending the wrong message. Um, you know, the message is for me isn't necessarily that I I don't want it. It's just that I want more variety. I think in actual species rather than just repaints of. Uh, of old ones
0: yeah yeah it's fair enough you know so i think we've talked plenty about uh the mattel oh. stuff man that went a lot longer than i even expected so
1: i thought great. mattel was gonna last two minutes on this
0: episode <laughs> well we went off on it that's all right but uh um, yeah that's okay let's move on here so um i recently went down to New- universal orlando and uh of course i spent some time in jurassic park so i figured why not talk about it a little bit um i'll try not to talk everybody's ear off but um it's been I I I think 3 years since I went there. So, honestly nothing has really changed. Uh, it's all not all that different. Um you know, but it is it is a very exciting place to go. Um just walking through those park gates, it's awesome. Everything looked good. The fire was working. I think um all the vehicles were there, all the dinosaurs were out. Um let's see. Uh, oh so I did get a chance to go see the new raptor encounter. So, Last time I had went back in two thousand and fifteen they they had the Raptor encounter, um but it was with that brown raptor, and this time they have you know uh, the new and updated version, the more expensive looking version of blue. It looks phenomenal dude have you you've gotten a chance to see this thing right?
1: i oh my gosh, I've seen it. you sent me a photo, and I gotta say it's almost like somebody walked into Universal one day who had the ability to say. Yeah, that raptor doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. And they went in the back and they made a costume that looks like a Jurassic Park dinosaur. It doesn't look like a cartoony version of Jurassic Park. It looks like a Crash McCreary created creature. Um, just like all of the other creatures are inspired by the original movie, this one fits. Uh, man, the only thing they could do to make it better is to just do a couple more costumes that in different colors. Um, yeah. that would just be so fantastic.
0: You know, what I would love for them to do is, um, you know, cause there's actually, I think we talked about it last time around. Um, there's talk about them moving the, uh, Raptor encounter over near, I think the river adventure courtesy of, um, Alicia Stella. That was it. So she found it. And, uh, so she's talking about that stuff moving over there now. Um, that if they did that, maybe it would give them an opportunity to expand it a little bit. I think they should. Uh, now, these items are very expensive um, to produce, but I, I would love if they made more, you know, maybe four or, or even two or three, um, and had them all in separate meeting locations. So you never knew that there was more than one, but, uh, you know, they separated you into different groups and you went all to these different areas so that they can, you know, speed up the process because. When I was standing there, um, they had, you know, there's somebody inside these costumes. So they need to take breaks every 15 minutes or so. Um, And, you know, you get in line, nothing's happening. There's no dinosaur. You don't know what's going on. Uh, There is a team member that does walk around and be like, "Um, she'll be out soon. Um, And then, you know, you move through the line very slowly because everybody's uh, going up, taking pictures, interacting. Um, And then another team member comes by and they're like, Blue will only be out for five more minutes, and you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to make it. So I would love it if they actually expanded that and gave, um, you know, four paddocks or something like that, and you didn't know that there was four. You thought you were interacting with the one and only blue. That's what they do for Mickey Mouse and stuff like that in, in Disney. They have all these different meeting areas uh, just to, you know, create the uh, the flow through um, so they can take as many people as possible. So that would be great if they did that. Um, or like you said, maybe they maybe you can meet – Delta, Echo, Charlie, um, as well, or or some you know some other dinosaur, the Indoraptor. Because now at uh, you know at Disney World you can meet Chewbacca, you can meet Kylo Ren. Uh, I think they used to have Darth Vader. I don't know if they still do. Um, but you know you have the opportunity to pick and choose who you want to meet. That would be a cool yeah. feature as well.
1: You know, at this stage of the game, I would say because that that land is definitely not as big as like Disneyland or Disney World, but. Even if it wasn't raptors, like let's say they – let's say on the inside of the uh, Visitor Center, the – not the Innovation Center. What is it there? It's the Discovery Center. Yes. It would be really cool to have a park ranger doing a uh, presentation with like a Stiggy right? And you had someone in a – maybe in a booth you know, covered with foliage so you didn't really know it was a booth. But maybe he was showing kids the Stiggy mollock and you could get your photo with that. There's so that land is so dated and so not interactive for kids, um, that it's really kind of sad. And we, mm-hmm. I know we've kind of hit this home before and we've said this a million times, but it's so underutilized. And just adding a blue attraction is a great start, mm-hmm. but they can do more things like that. I thought it was great, uh, in my years having gone when they started introducing like the noises in the plants, yeah. like there was animals in the trees and they could do things like put up a video wall that was like covered by, um, you know, foliage. So you didn't know it was a video wall necessarily, but like maybe you would see like a dinosaur, uh, walk, you know, amongst the trees a little bit, um, putting animal animatronics out in the, uh, pond out front by the discovery center. Um, Things like dressing up, having people dress up like actual characters, it's kind of neat that kids can go in and talk to a scientist, but how much cooler would it be if kids could go in there and talk to like Alan Grant about – Raptors. There's no reason why
0: they couldn't because, you know, Disney World does Jack Sparrow. They'll do, you know, all the face characters like the princesses, the princes, stuff like that. So, yes, maybe the actors don't exactly resemble the people. Like they have, um, they, for a while, they had uh, Star Lord and they had Doctor Strange. Now, they looked very close, but they didn't, they weren't them, and you knew that. But, we should absolutely have a Dr. Alan Grant, a Chris, you know, uh, Chris Pratt, whatever, Owen, uh, Claire Deering, uh, all those people. It would be fantastic to do that. People would be thrilled to get a picture with them. I know I would absolutely stand in line for that.
1: There used to be a John Hammond who would come in and talk to the people at the Triceratops encounter when that was a thing. We knew it wasn't Richard Attenborough, but that didn't matter. It was still yeah. fun anyway to interact with those characters. And I get with although they have blue in the jurassic park section the problem with that section now is the badging being jurassic park and i don't think that's really easily switchable to jurassic world because i think that building is so Mm -hmm. iconically 90s and there is the argument that they could just knock it down refurbish it whatever but most things at those amusement parks all throughout orlando this is disney SeaWorld, uh universal all of them they're usually just props or warehouses that can be refurbished and rebranded. Mm -hmm. um, No problem. Just like in LA, they're rebranding the ride to be Jurassic world, but that's really just changing out one gate. That discovery center is integral to the landscape. It's a working uh, building. You can walk around in there. It's got a restaurant inside of it. This isn't something like the Disneyland and Disney world castles. They're just props. You can, knock those down and put something up in within a year i'm sure but that discovery center being a giant concrete working building that is not an easy thing to switch over and rebrand so i think they almost need to create a story around why that land is still jurassic park and i think maybe it has to do with hey they opened up a jurassic park in orlando florida like what an amazing thing you know like well, kind of is something the story. like that. That, that, instead of, of it is being the story. on Nublar.
0: That no, that that is the story. You're not on Nublar. You're in the Orlando Park. That's what John Hammond originally said in the ride. So you, that's where you are, and it's specifically called the Discovery Center because it's not the innovation or. I'm See, sorry, that's the fantastic. I I can't so,
1: remember that being the case, but yeah. they need to really hit that home, they other do, than just yeah. on the ride.
0: Yeah. Like you know, even if you stupidly put Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Park Orlando, you know, under the sign. Yes, Absolutely. it may not be iconic, but it, it would it would help differentiate, you know, the difference. And and um, you know, if you want to in the new park that they're going to build, you can have Jurassic World, and you could actually make it Isla Nublar, like that would be the case. And then you and then in that land, you you would advertise. Make sure to go visit Jurassic Park Orlando. It's the old park. It's been around for twenty five years. All that stuff. That would be fantastic if they marketed it that way.
1: Yeah, it needs to really be hit home that that is not New Blar, that that is a special brand new Orlando park. And I guess if that's the case they really could reband, rebrand it to Jurassic World. I'd be really sad as a 90s kid, but I understand that like my nephew in 6 or 7 years probably isn't going to care about going to Jurassic Park. He's going to care about going to Jurassic World. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I know. You know it's it's interesting, but I don't – I personally don't think there's any chance they just slap Jurassic World on it. I don't think that's ever going to happen because, it like you said, it would just be a clash of identities and um, I don't know. It would it just be super really weird. Work. It yeah. would be
1: super weird that that whole land would have to be repainted. Um, they'd have to get rid of the greens and the reds and change it all up with blues and whites. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know. I just – I for nostalgia purposes, I hope they leave it Jurassic Park, but they do they need to they need to get more interaction going and they need to market it up as more of the uh Jurassic Park Orlando aspect, even like you said, if they put a sign under Jurassic Park that said
0: Orlando. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. I'd actually go for that. I think that would be interesting, a nice addition to the lore and all that stuff. It could be fun. And they can continue doing the old school theming and the old school attire and all that stuff because, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in there that they could update but keep in the vein of Jurassic Park.
1: Yeah, and as far as like face characters goes, there's just no reason not to. Um, I was flipping through the internet the other day and a video came up with Chris Pratt and he was saying that his son went to uh, Universal Studios that day and uh, I guess Chris didn't go, uh, but he came home and was like, Daddy, 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 I met the real Owen Grady today. And like that's so funny to think that there was someone walking around that land dressed as Owen Grady, and the kid is like, "No, my dad's the guy that plays you. You're the real guy." <laughs> that's just so funny. To
0: that's me. awesome. Yeah, and and they do have like an Owen Grady esque person, like um, you know, they have somebody that you know wrangles um blue or whatever dinosaur they have out there. But it's actually a mix of Grant and Owen at the same time. So they'll they'll either have like the blue shirt or like a vest, but they'll also have like the red bandana that Grant had and they'll have like Grant's hats, but so it's like a weird mix of the two characters um and you can tell what they're trying to go for, but it's like their own version of it.
1: They're trying to go for a Jurassic is bigger than this little world that the movies, you know, tells about, they're trying to give it this, like, you know, it's a real working real world land, which is totally fine. But I think when kids go, kids want to experience Alan Grant. They want to experience Claire and Owen. Um, You know, they want to interact with, you know, uh, maybe an Ian Malcolm figure or something like that. Uh, You know, aside from characters that have like, I think it would be weird if you interacted with Muldoon, uh, but there's no reason not to interact with any of these other face characters that are still yeah. living.
0: So I will say that there is some cool you know features still around um, you, you know, inside the the uh, Discovery Center down on the the first level. So I would suggest if you're gonna go to the park um, in Orlando, you really have to go around the side. So there's like a side walkway that you almost miss uh, and bypass. but if you go down there, you can actually see the um, explorer. And uh, get some pictures with that, and then go around the the backside, I guess, or the front, depending on which way you're looking at it, I guess. But um, you know, the side that you can see from across the water—that's the best way to enter that uh, Discovery Center. It's it's just like it is in the movie, um, and you got the big doors on the bottom, and then you enter in, you know, with the uh, the the fossils down at the bottom, which are the fossils from the movie, guys, like. Those are the ones. Like, they're actually the fossils that were in the movie, which is That's crazy.
1: That's so cool. So, That's so cool.
0: Yeah, you enter in, and it has a staircase. It has the fossils. It really feels legit. Like, it, you're part of the movie. Um, but down there, they have some fun stuff going on. Um, they do have characters down there or team members that are posing as characters and stuff. There's like a scientist, uh, there's some like. Uh, dinosaur wranglers or whatever you want to call them. Um, uh, there was a girl down there. Um, I have a video of it. Um, I'll be posting at some point. But, um, you know, she's got under her arm, there's a, uh, a little triceratops, a baby triceratops animatronic, or not, not animatronic, puppet. that like she's. Puppet. Yeah, so it, it, it essentially has like, hey, spoilers for, for the magic of, of the parks, but there's like a fake arm that goes around the dinosaur that's posing as her arm, but her arm's actually, you know, inside the puppet, maneuvering it and she's just kind of like reacting with it. And there's actually another scientist next to her. Um, and you can actually go up and pet the dinosaur under the neck and it will react and stuff like that. It's awesome. It's really, really cool. It's, um, something that I really enjoyed. So I got some video of that. Um, they also, when I was down there had a a baby raptor hatch. So that was fantastic. And, um, I, I was sneaking up right to the front of the glass. There's also kids all over the place. I wasn't trying to block any views or anything. So, um, but, uh, you know, a kid got to name the Raptor and all that stuff. So it was really awesome., um, the experiences that you have down there for kids, even though it has nothing to do with the movies, I think kids were really, really interested in that. Um, but you know, aside from that, down there, there's just a lot of dated stuff. They really need to figure that out because it's it's not there's it's void of anything good down there aside from like, playing with the raptor eggs or watching the hatch uh, hatching dinosaur or playing with that uh, triceratops. But yeah, um,
1: they need to figure out how to redo something like the triceratops encounter, whether or not that's bring that back or, um, maybe make that the, the blue interaction, um, you know, kind of thing, maybe move it from a costumed person to a more advanced animatronic, you know, this is kind of where the magic of disney supersedes what universal can do um i i've seen things at disneyland and disney world that i just i can't believe my eyes the first time i see it and that's all they have to do they just have to trick you the first time you know to give you that sense of awe and wonder and there's no reason why the science center in the discovery center can't have intermittent you know asset out of containment uh reenactments or something like with smoke effects and you know, maybe it goes dark in there and you see like an animal moving uh, in the smoke or something. Um, There's no reason that they shouldn't be promoting those caves uh, more than they do. That's such a cool experience that I didn't experience those caves until I was an adult going to school out there. And I was like, I can't believe I missed this when I first came out to universal as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, they just do a weird job of promoting it. And then they took down one of the fences to wedge in a King Kong ride or something. Uh, just such weird decisions. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, they can't backtrack on some of that stuff.
0: Well, yeah, Camp Jurassic is wonderful. That is a very wonderful place. And it is kind of like hidden back there next to um, Pteranodon Flyers. Um, which you're really not going back there unless you have a kid that can ride that ride. Um, But, you know, I wandered back there, of course, and I was going through the – it's just a giant playset essentially. So there's tons of paths. There's like um, kind of like those cargo net um, bridges and stuff like that where you can go up up and up and up. And then uh, there's slides all over the place. There's water features where you can like shoot water guns and stuff like that at people going by. Um, there, yeah, there's, there's a full cave system, which is awesome, dude. The lighting in there is fantastic. It, it really feels like you're in an amber mine. You see the amber pieces in the wall, like, uh, wedged in there. You see like, uh, the cavern features where like it, the water is like boiling and stuff like that over in the sides. And it's all awesome colors. Like it's, it's really good. Um, there's like. I guess maintenance sheds and um lookout towers and water towers all this great stuff it's super you know, really well featured um um what am i trying to say um uh yeah i don't know but it just looks great and then you can watch tranning on flyers like go around essentially that section of the park it's awesome
1: it looks great but it's missing one key element to jurassic which is dinosaurs like yeah
0: i guess so yeah There's There's dinosaurs in the jungle. You can hear them. But yeah, that's about it. You can
1: hear them. But there's a there's a specific point in those caves where you go down and you can see like a pit of water and rocks. Mm -hmm. There's no reason that an animatronic on the level of like, let's say the is it protoceratis or protoceratops on the ride um, or even the Compies on the ride. There's no reason that they couldn't put little Compy animatronics down there, like staring back at the people and like kind of cock- you know cocking and pivoting their heads, like looking at you and cooing yeah. and stuff. Like that. It would just be really cool. And I get that that's kind of expensive, but Jurassic World, those movies make a billion dollars now. Th- there's no reason not to invest the money in that part of the park.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. Um, you know, they they do the best job, I think, probably in the world at, at creating um, a full atmosphere, especially with all the Harry Potter stuff. It's completely immersive and there are little animatronics and things that are uh, moving around in the, the, the windows of the shops and, and all over the place, just hidden all over. So, yeah, there, you're right. There is no reason why we can't have those little features as well um but i don't know it's it, as it stands right now it's it's definitely a dated place as we continually continually talk about but it is fun and i think it does create a fun environment for kids if you take advantage of it um yeah. but yeah you got to be able to go out there and do it for yourself because nobody's going to tell you that these things exist you know
1: yeah i mean i specifically remember the first time i went as a kid i was old i was too big to ride trained on flyers. So maybe that kind of tells you how old I was, but I went the opening year that it came out and I will never forget the sense of awe I had. And I remember my parents looking at me like, like they could kind of tell that something like in my brain was like clicking and that this was like a magical experience because like it, as you go through the gates and it's playing the theme song and as you walk through the streets and it's playing in in-park music, like it's got the uh, the Jamaican-style um, steel drum version of the songs playing. It's so good and it feels so good. It's just lacking the key ingredient, which is dinosaurs. They don't have to be massive ones. They just need to give you that sense that they're there.
0: Yeah. Now, you know, of course, I went on the ride, too. I almost didn't. It was very, very close, but um, I, I did get a chance the last time. The The day before, I went to the section two times. Um, the first day, I was, like, running a bit late because we had to go over to um, Halloween Horror Nights. And then the second day, I was like, oh, man, it's freezing, dude. I planned on it. I was like, I'm going to go on it the second day. Um, but when I woke up and started out, headed out the door, it was freezing out, and I was like, this is not good, I'm not going to get on it, but throughout the day, of course, it warmed up very well, and um, I, I did get on it, and it's it's fun, but yeah, I can't, um, my mind is just like blown at the moment where you see the Ultrasaurus and how bad it looks, from there on out, I'm like, my mind just can't stop thinking about that thing, how bad it looks, but there are some nice little animatronics uh, in there, um, but yeah, it definitely looks you know, dated, of course, but, um, the inside looks great. The T-Rex was great. Um, the drop was fun. Uh, for some reason, the drop just felt shorter than I remembered, but, um, uh, oh, It's, um, I had a good it's time. always fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun. I always wish to like break down on the ride just because like, I want that experience of evacuating from that, uh, ride, but, um, it's never happened.
1: Well, I will tell you just like, um, riding the jungle river cruise at Disney, uh, world at night experiencing jurassic park at night uh universal if they are open late uh past dark jurassic park is the ultimate place to be at universal at night it's a bit eerie it's got the natural like crickets uh that are around there it's got the sound effect animals that are around there it just feels really good it really feels like jurassic park at night Mm -hmm. um it's absolutely wonderful.
0: Yeah, I got to do that last time I was out there. Um, it, yeah, it was really great. I had a good time with that.
1: Even riding the ride in the evening, it has like kind of an extra eeriness to it. Um, I, I just can't, I can't give that land at night enough praise.
0: No, yeah. Oh yeah, the lighting package that they have um, for the River Adventure outside and like uh, Thunder Falls, I think it's called. Um, yeah, so all that stuff looks beautiful at night. Um, but yeah, you don't really get the opportunity. It's really not open that late. Um, you know, but in the winter you do get the chance because it gets dark early. So,
1: yeah. And that's the thing is the universal, I think closes at like what, six or seven o'clock every day anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to go kind of in the winter, um, when it gets dark early.
0: So real quick, I want to talk about Kong, um, the reign of Kong. Um, which is, you know, you had mentioned it. It's kind of just wedged into the end of, of the Jurassic Park area in between Toon Lagoon and Jurassic Park. Um, it's weird that it's there, but honestly, I had a blast on that ride. Have you gotten the chance to go on that yet?
1: Not the one at Univer- not the one in Orlando. I did go on the iteration in California, which is mm. kind of built into the, yeah. the tour thing. It's like the 3D ride in the tunnel, right? Um, yes. Where you go in and there's like cg fights happening around you and stuff like that yeah Mm -hmm. that stuff's all fantastic but at the end of the day peter jackson's king peter jackson's king kong uh probably brings in little to no money as far as like franchises at universal especially with king kong and godzilla being their thing now through warner brothers um i just let it for i get that they spent a ton of money on it but honestly that's the first thing they just need to repurpose whoops we made a mistake and they need to make it a Jurassic ride
0: yeah I mean that'll never happen but it, you know I honestly think it was a great ride it felt like a good extension of the land even though it's very different um you know because there are dinosaurs on the ride um, yeah but
1: w- so why would it never happen though isn't this just a standard ride like almost like in a a warehouse that they could just rebadge on the outside and- it's a,
0: it's Pretty intricate on the outside. I mean, yeah, I guess they could, but it would it would take a, a rehaul of the complete outside. Um, and the queue system is is really nice. It looks great in there. And there's animatronics in the queue, so it's going to be more than just you know picking it up and, and moving it. They're not going to do that. I just um, what
1: a mistake. What a mistake. Uh,
0: yes and no. I, I, I get it because because Kong is iconic to um, Universal, so it's it has a big history um, with, with that park. And, uh, well, both parks, I guess, but, um, sure. So but you put that in Universal
1: Studios, you don't put
0: that in islands. No. Yeah. It needs, it needed to be on the other side, but, um, I think it works well right there as it is. It's fine, but I will say it's the best Jurassic park ride that they have.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure it is. Um, it's phenomenal in LA when it's just a part of, um, um, you know, the backs, the back lot tour, Mm -hmm. uh, it's absolutely fantastic. I just think that, and I get, this is all pre Jurassic world being the giant blockbuster that it is, but just what a mistake, man. Like I, it just, it breaks my heart. It really does.
0: You know, I, I was, um, pretty harsh on it prior to going like, sort of like you are, but I just, I loved the ride. I thought the ride was awesome.
1: Oh, I'm not diminishing the ride. Like, I think like, I don't love transformers, but I
0: that ride's phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah. So that is pretty fun. But I, I, so I can't fault it. I thought it was a really great ride and it, it honestly was the best Jurassic park ride that they have there. And it had nothing to do with Jurassic park. Um, Uh, which is so sad when you, when you're in that truck, um, and the truck is a, a very different system, I guess, than, than the other one, it's a tram out there, but here it's actually like a big truck, like a safari kind of truck, um, And it, you had T-Rex or or, I'm sorry, V-Rex on either side of you and dude, it felt like the lost world. It was incredible. Like I thought it was amazing. Like I was like, I, my, my jaw dropped and I was like, this is the lost world ride. That's exactly what this is. I, I almost didn't even focus on Kong. I was just looking at all the other stuff. I'm like, this is the best. This is awesome. And it's a, a extended version of the Hollywood version, but, um, It's, it's really good. And and then even, um, at the end of the ride, you know, there is the Kong animatronic, which is massive and it was created by, um, creature technology, the people who did Jurassic world exhibition. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I know the Kong ride in LA, man, it's so great when that V-Rex like comes down, it's looking into the tram. Mm -hmm. Um, is it the same where like they're fighting and then like, as they're fighting up and over you, like your, your truck, like kind of sinks into the ground and shakes and then You know, you'd look to the right and you'd see like the back of the tram, like being pulled over the cliff by Kong and the V-Rex. Like, absolutely a phenomenal experience. But, like I said, man, it just breaks my heart. It's not Jurassic related because they didn't have enough faith in an old franchise, which is, it's just so sad to me that Universal didn't see the potential of Jurassic until 2015.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, We'll get what, we're, you know, what we deserve. It'll be fine. I think all will be fine, especially with the new park. I think we're going to get something completely awesome. Um, so I just hope – I don't think – honestly, I think both will stay. That's my guess is that we'll, we'll have both iterations um, because, like you said, it's kind of too tough unless you just want to completely demo that entire thing. Um, and it would be difficult because you need that walkway to go through. So unless they build a new walkway or something like that in the meantime, but. um, Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. Like I just, even if they put, even if there's a new park, right? And they do more Jurassic stuff. It's just, it's not going to feel like an all-inclusive Jurassic land, which is, they're so close to having it over there that I would almost, if they said, hey, we got to close the Jurassic land down for two years to revamp it, demo and rebuild. Like I would almost rather that than have this like, Split up experience where everything is kind of halfway done on each one. I don't know. That's just me.
0: Well, I mean, it won't be halfway done. They they are doing more work on the Jurassic Park end. So we are we're, we're getting like we talked about last time a new coaster, um, moving of the uh, Raptor Encounter stuff like that. So they are going to be updating that section. And there is talk about uh, updating the games and attractions downstairs. So. Um, yeah, we're gonna get it. It's gonna happen. But we're also should be getting another section. Whether it's uh, just a ride, I, I don't think it'll be just a ride. But um, I think we'll get a little bit more of a land. Um, the stuff that they have planned for uh, Universal Beijing is incredible. So it's it's awesome, man. It's it's really good. So if they bring that over here, which I wouldn't doubt it, um, you know, because they're gonna be doing. Uh, I think that park's gonna have Mario, um, and I because th- I th- think they're supposed to be spreading all the Nintendo properties between the three parks: um, Zelda hmm. in Islands, uh, Pokemon in Universal, and Nintendo in the new park. Uh, I'm sorry, like Mario in the new park, that stuff. Um, so it's supposed to be called Fantastic Worlds. That's the running title right now. So, Fantastic Worlds ties into many different things. You have like the Super Mario World, you have Jurassic World, you have Fantastic Beasts. So everything kind of ties in. Um, so uh, I'd expect a you know some big stuff over there. Hopefully,
1: yeah. Hopefully, I mean, again, just like the Mattel topic last, it's time will tell. You know, and hopefully, it's good to us.
0: Yeah, but um outside of that, you know, it was it was fun. I mean, we have um a video up on our channel, our YouTube channel right now. I kind of toured around uh Camp Jurassic. I went around there. Uh I found a lot of stuff that was just fun to look at and 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 all that. So, I went around there. Um I I have no idea what I've even posted so far and what's coming. But I know, well, I know what's coming. There's um there's like a full tour of that section, so we'll be able to see that at some point. Um there is Um, Oh, so I did post already uh, a look at some Jurassic items in the Aventura that like the new hotel that they have out there. So we get to see some of the Jurassic items that are in that store. Um, We'll get to tour around the Dino store, which is inside the Discovery Center. Um, See what kind of stuff is available there. That's a full Jurassic Park store. Um, there is another Jurassic Park store um, which we do get a look at as well, and I think that'll be in the full tour uh, of the park. But um, and then we'll take a look at the Raptor Encounter as well. So we've got a lot of videos planned and coming, and so just keep your eyes out uh, on our YouTube channel. All that stuff will be out there in you know now or in the coming weeks. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to uh, see all how that all turns out.
0: Yeah, man. So why don't we move on to our final thing here? We actually have our, our artist spotlight.
1: All right, so the Artist Spotlight is a person slash shop uh, named Castle McQuaid, and you can find this person's artwork uh, on Etsy. If you just search on Etsy for Castle McQuaid, uh, M-C-Q-U-A-D-E, right now they are selling uh, their artwork in the form of Christmas cards and ornaments, and they have a Jurassic Park section, and it's just absolutely phenomenal.
0: Yeah, dude, I, um, I've seen these floating around, you know, over the years and, um, I've never gotten them, but, um, I do think about it constantly. I might have to take the jump here cause I never actually dove into all the different items that they have. So yeah, you said there's cards, there's ornaments, there's magnets, there's, and they're all fantastic, man. All representing characters, dinosaurs, and with that little Christmas flair, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah. If you're if anybody out there is familiar with the artist Brandon Bird, uh, the style is sort of like his uh, very detailed, very lifelike, um, you know, kind of like a sketchy type uh, style. Kind of uh, like polarized, sketch.
0: like they're a little shiny. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and then for Christmas, they he put Santa hats on all the characters, even like Rexy and a Velociraptor. So, yeah, uh, you can head over to that person's store. Uh, They are selling, like I said, they're selling um, groups of Christmas cards for different price points, uh, ornaments for different price points, and then the standard uh, magnets. And is it magnets? And was there something else? No, I think it was just magnets. Those
0: three things, yeah.
1: Those three things. uh, If you want things other than Jurassic Park, they hit on all the other uh, big 70s, 80s, and 90s franchises, like a very Jaws Christmas. There's a Game of Thrones Christmas section. Um, a lot of Christmas stuff right now, specifically because of the holiday. Uh, but let's see, die hard Lord of the rings, point break back to the future, star Wars, labyrinth, twin peaks, big Lebowski, <laughs> uh, anything and everything amazing in pop culture. This artist has tackled it. And right now for the holidays, you can get holiday themed things.
0: Yeah. So it looks like, um, Christmas card is like five bucks. Uh, the ornaments seem to be seven fifty, and the magnets are $6. Um, all pretty reasonable. Um, you can get like little packs, I think. Um, so yeah, keep your eye out for those, but yeah, this is beautiful, dude. I love this stuff. I love it so much. I'm probably gonna, I don't know. I don't know if I want to shoot for a magnet or, or an ornament. I definitely want one of those two though. I think I
1: want all the ornaments, but yeah, they, they
0: got 45 bucks. You can get Ray Arnold, uh, Ian Malcolm, Ellie Sattler, uh, John Hammond, uh, grants, Muldoon, a Raptor and a T-Rex all together. And they're all
1: just, they're all just looking in awe to the right. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah, they are. The dinosaur, the, yeah, the Raptors are looking to the the right. The T-Rex is like, no, 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 I'm going the other way. I'm going left. But yeah. that's hilarious. That
1: <laughs> it's just so funny. And the promo pictures, uh, they've got just, I just need a really small tree with all these Jurassic Park ornaments cuz I feel like I feel like these are probably a pretty good size. Yeah. And so by clumping them all on a very small tree like a, a desk tree uh would just be
0: epic. Dude, I I need these so bad. They're awesome. So yeah, we'll we'll make sure to keep the um link in the show notes so that you can uh pick these up. But uh yeah, so it let me read a little bit here from the description. They're 5 bo- by 5.5 jumbo sized laminated glossy print. 60-pound uh, paper, custom-cut, hole-punched uh, with a hanging hook, hand-signed and dated on the back. And, yeah, that's that's awesome.
1: I think the best uh, thing they've got right now is the Christmas card because you get all the characters on the front, all the human characters, with, like, snow, like, falling over their faces with, and they all have Santa hats on. <laughs> yeah. And then you – You open it up and it just says Christmas finds a way with, (laughs) with the T-Rex and the Raptor both wearing Christmas. It's absolutely fantastic.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to have to pick up some of this stuff. It's awesome. Just going to sneak it onto my tree and just let people notice it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's the way to do it.
0: But yeah. So like I said, this will be in our show notes to make sure to go and uh, support Castle McQuaid and and buy some of these things before uh, the holidays come. So yeah, you can get them as gifts or for your own tree, but uh, yeah. So that's it. It's just a little bit shorter version of the Jurassic Wire this time around. So, yeah. I'm, I'm we're heading into the
1: holidays. Things are getting kind of slow on the news end. You know, Jurassic World is kind of winding down. Uh, you know, I, I think the news cycle is kind of coming to an end. So we'll have to get pretty creative on this segment as time goes on. Look,
0: we had two topics, Mattel and theme parks, and we still talked for nearly an hour and a half. So yeah, We're good. We're fine. Give us anything and we'll just talk about it for a good amount of time. We'll figure it out. So uh, where can everybody find you online?
1: Uh, You guys can all interact with me on Twitter at Aaron D. Byer. I don't like I said in the past, I don't post too much on there, but I'm always looking at it. And so if you talk to me, I will talk back.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you guys in December with the Jurassic Wire. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the 177th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to my co-anchor, Aaron, for joining me here today. We were able to somehow stretch two topics into an hour and a half. That's what we're here for, guys. So thank you so much for checking out this one. And make sure to listen to the December iteration to hear the follow-up from last month's Halloween questions in the next wire. And uh, I'm sure there'll be some more Spinosaurus stuff, right? Probably. And, of course, we'll be talking even more about Jurassic World's holiday theming. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park podcast. You can listen to us via Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for Jurassic fans like you to find us. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com to find everything you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you could submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life, uh, finds a way. You will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything, the pirates of the caribbean breaks down the pirates don't eat the tourists i can't wait anymore five minutes drop what you're doing and leave now